T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Yeah, Chicago sports for sure. Afternoons on The Score. Let's be clear. I mean, we don't have to you know, play games here. The White Sox are not only the second baseball team in Chicago, but there's a big gap between the Cubs and the White Sox. Uh, it wasn't that way 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, you know, but th- there were things that happened that most people won't remember. You know, the White Sox putting games on cable television before there was penetration. Harry Carey moving from the south side to the north side. Uh, we may remember that, but a lot of people don't. And there, once that happened, there was there, all of a sudden, from being a two-team market, we became basically team number one and team number two. Moving to a site like this with this kind of project would dramatically change the relevance and the perception of the White Sox in the Chicago area. That's Mark Gannis, sports marketing expert, who's uh, a good resource on all of this stuff. And there's a ton of variables and we can push back against some and we should, but it's also interesting to live in the realities of feels like it's happening and Jerry's what, 87, right? Or did he turn 88? He's, he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And we know upper eighties, we know he's selling after he dies and I can just say, based on just math of <laughs> of looking at the rest of those stadiums oh around boy. baseball. Here we go, Jim. No, 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 no. Not the math of, like, the oh, age of life. The math of The age of the stadium. Maybe he'll live to 110. But I'm saying. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you say it. You say he'll live to 110. <laughs> what I'm saying. Put him on the list. What I'm saying. There's a 0% it, chance. No, no, no. I am not comfortable with that. What I'm saying is that stadium, whoever owns it next wants a new one now you could say okay great do what they did last time and build it in the exact same location yeah but does anybody believe whoever buys the white Sox from the current ownership group would look at that and say that's where they would want to buy the white Sox? does, I, does anybody believe that i don't think that would be option one <laughs> i mean it it could be something that you could do and it might be wise because it would be cheaper to build there as long as you're you know, your deal allowed you to fully build and you were ready to invest in all sorts of things between where it is now and connect Bridgeport, Chinatown, and connect that to South Loop and all of that, or you could just go closer. I'm now fascinated with, and we'll have a lot of years to to search into this, whether the South Side ends up healthier with a thriving, healthy ballpark at Roosevelt and Canal or a middling ballpark at 35th and Shields. 
You know, I, it, like I, that, that, that to me is a legitimately interesting socio-political question that I can't pretend to know. My gut tells me a healthy South Side team long term is better than not having a healthy South Side team long term. The last time the White Sox averaged 30,000 plus in attendance was 2008. They won 89 games that year. Uh, they won. It was 28,000 in 2009. Every year since 2010, so the 2011 season till now, they haven't passed 25,000 in attendance. It's pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's go to uh, Tony. Tony's on the score. What's up, man? Here we go, Tony. Here we go. Hey, Tony. guys. Um, first of all, I live down the street from Justin Field, so if I see a realty sign go up, I will let, be the first to let you know. Sweet, Thank you. Sweet um, brag. If you see him walking the dog, tell him that a dog's love is everlasting, yeah, would you? love Uno. You see Uno in the neighborhood? Of course, of course. Pardon me? I said, do you ever see Uno in the neighborhood? Yes, yes. Great dog. Okay, go on. He's, he's, yes. Okay, uh, my thought is that, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the Ricketts have to pay out of their own pocket to do the whole Wrigleyville thing? And if so, because I remember like a ton of pushback from the city, yes. even when Emmanuel was the mayor. Yes. So why would why – would taxpayer money be go into this White Sox project? I mean, I love the idea. I think it's a uh, awesome looking uh, rendition and everything. But h- how could we pay for this? The, like, R- well, the Ricketts, the Ricketts family this? has over four billion dollars, and the Ricketts family owns the Cubs. Jerry Reinsdorf is the largest shareholder of the White Sox, who doesn't independently have billions of dollars, and there's a bunch of Minority owners of the White Sox. Yeah, from and from the city's perspective at the time, Cubs new rich owners, as Danny's saying, uh, you guys figure it out. The city's perspective right now is probably going to be, we just lost the Bears, and we don't want to lose the White Sox too. And this would be good as part of our burgeoning South Loop that is on the rise. Wrigleyville was doing just fine at the time. I think the motivation of the city and of city council and such will be much greater to help the White Sox facilitate this than it was to help the Cubs facilitate cleaning up their own place. Yeah, I just think it's the Cubs thing is a pretty massive outlier in sports anywhere. Because they were already healthy. Like, they've gotten healthier and better and stronger, and it's made them more viable. But they were already sitting on a, sitting on a good business where people went to see it, whether you're, they were good or not. Well, but so are the Cowboys. Yeah. You and they still got it done. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a, it is an extreme outlier. Well, how about this? Nobody thought that the Ricketts family was really going to move. Nobody really bought Rosemont as a thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, Tom, gr- Tom grew up as a fan in the bleachers. It's, like, it's everybody- Wrigley Field. Yeah. It's it's Wrigley Field. You love the place. You convinced your dad to help you buy the place. You want to be at the place. We know this. Yeah, yeah, right. There was not much leverage to that threat. No question. Uh, But it it's it's arguing that like that Kurt Warner became a Hall of Famer because he was at they found him at a grocery store. You know, it's 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 arguing the exception to the rule. Oh well, we we have a team in town that has done it without public funding, without any tax dollars. With okay. Everyone else, basically. I mean, is there another example? There, of, uh, of a grocery store no, bagger no, no, who went on to the Hall of, of Fame? Of, 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 of John a, Starks. Of a stadium that's been built in the last 40 years without a dollar of public funding. I don't know. It's a great question. Is there one example? Can we have Mark Gannis, sh- or does he belong to Mully and Haw? I mean, that's, that's Googleable. Uh, Rick is in his car. 
He's on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. What up, Rick? What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Listen, the, the Sox never got involved with their neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. they never they they could have had a, a gold mine over there, but they never got involved with the neighborhood like the, the Cubs did. All right, and you know why? Because of Bridgeport. As a kid, I got chased going to the amphitheater, right, in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm 70 years old. And if I get out my car right now and walk down the street in Bridgeport, I'm going to get chased again. The, the, so it's the neighborhood and them not getting involved with the neighborhood. You well, can bring a pile of people there. Well, I would just say I, I know the Sox would dispute that they haven't gotten involved in the neighborhood. Name one thing they put up over there. I mean, that, that put, they've built over there. Well, there's very one thing they put up. Well, there have been reasons why they can't well, build. They put up. B- b- building is. You're not, a, talking about, you're not talking about like the ACE program yeah. and things like that. You're not. You're talking. You're talking about infrastructural investment in the neighborhood. Right. You could. You, they could have had meetings with businessmen and build that neighborhood up just like the Cubs did. The Bulls did it. They suck right now today, but they got their community together. They did it. The Bears even. You could go to, when the Bears game. You could walk over from Michigan Avenue, all those places to pull up. You know why? Hmm. They all got involved with the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting point, Thanks an interesting for the call, call. Rick. and and Rick's reality. Uh, you know, we need to hear it and and need to take it in and, and and understand it. He's he's talking about the neighborhood itself of Bridgeport versus the neighborhood where Rick is coming from and and how he feels he's welcomed or not within the neighborhood. That is a that is a nuanced topic and it's different from like the ACE program as you mentioned or the many different things the White Sox have done to try and reach out and what White Sox charities have done because they've certainly done a lot of things to try and reach out, but him feeling a sense of and that's an anecdotal example, for sure. right? Like that's something that so so that's just his reality, and it, but it does speaks to speak to like the 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 stratification on the south side and and the racial tensions on the south side, which I can't pretend to feel or understand. So these guys over here, because Lawrence said he's back when Jerry is no longer the owner of the team. We've got Shane and Tanny who have publicly complicated relationships with the current version of the White Sox. Hmm. Taney, how do you take in this conversation as someone who my perception of you is you're pretty down on the White Sox, but you're pretty pumped about this idea? Yeah, this is there's a lot of layers here. Like I, I am I, whatever comes first, whether I would like to be in attendance in the first game in the new park or whether there's new ownership, whatever comes first, I'm, I'm here and I'm, and I'm back. And the reality is I'm going to be back. This season, because like I said before, my family's still going to want to go to games. So I'm not going to like pretend like I'm out, 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 out. It's just you're, you're, you're depriving yourself of one of life's joys of going to baseball games. Like don't want to be that way. But I think there is something to this where I feel like this organization could benefit by being in a more centralized location because it's, you know, it's got a proud tradition on the south side. I understand that. But a couple things here. A new owner could come in and could move you out of the south side completely. Could move you out of Chicago completely. So this is almost like this is the best deal we may be able to get at this point for Sox fans. And it's not even a bad deal because I think if you move your stadium and move your fan base to a more centralized location where you can possibly get more fringe fans, get more people that are just connected to your team, that's only good for your fan base and your organization and for the brand of the team as a whole. Because then all of a sudden – 
a, a fan base which has been a historically pretty small part of the of the pie here for years and years for as long as I've been alive easily could get bigger and all of a sudden you're maybe co- competing with the Cubs a little bit for the entertainment dollar because not you're, you're not really doing that now but it doesn't even have to be competing but it's just like you have a chance here to make your fan base larger the very simplest way I could put it you can get more fans get different fans and I think this this organization needs a hard reboot right now and I and I hate the fact I know there's a lot of people on the south side don't want to see them leave we know a lot of great people down there who own businesses yes. who I'm sure will not love this you know what I mean like cork all of our friends at cork stuff like that but maybe they'll pick up cork they'll pick up cork with a giant shovel and just bring it over and put it like on Wabash and yeah. and Thirteenth. Uh, they, they probably hate Cork because we're we're buying beers over there more than we are at the park. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But see, I, that's interesting because they 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 did fight and they didn't build around Thirty Fifth Street, and they also didn't want it to happen. And and Mayor Daly the second also didn't want the build up to happen. And maybe yeah. that sucks protecting their in stadium income like you're talking about they really well, blew it in that way and also i don't know what they were allowed to to touch around the ballpark like i'm not gonna pretend to know about the logistics of that you got the church over there you got expressways over here and of course you got to have your parking lots you know what i mean so i don't know what goes into that i would say that the area of bridgeport now is a lot more ethnically diverse got a lot of stuff going on there in a positive manner so i i'm not going to dispute that that man's experiences because everyone has their own experiences but maybe Go over there now and see. You may find something you like over there now. You know what I mean? There's great restaurants over there. Yeah. Like that's part of what perpetuates all this from both sides. You know what I mean? Like that that and that stuff is ugly. But the bottom line for me is if you want more fans, if you want to be able to compete with the the New Yorks and the LAs and the Cubs in terms of your spending dollars and free agency, mm-hmm. this is a good way to get to that point. I think if you just have more mm-hmm. fans. Shane looked this up for me before the show. Uh just in terms of like walkability score, bikeability, transit score, where guaranteed rate is, walkability score sixty six, bikeability fifty seven. So good job by you, biking there all the time. Yeah, tra- uh, public tra- <laughs> transit score seven seventy four. That's out of a hundred, by the way. Be clear there, out of a hundred. Thank you, Clark and Roosevelt. I thought it was like walk score plus. You know what I mean? That a hundred was the base. My ninety point. walkability, ninety seven transit, ninety ninety two bikeability. Wow. And, and that is, again... It's a product of how the neighborhood stands right now. Exactly. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, like, and it would have been amazing, obviously, if the ballpark there would have spurned that development and growth and all of that. And partly because of the lease, partly because of stereotypes, partly because of a hundred different reasons, it hasn't. Yeah. And so the new owner is going to be like, well... What about this? Yeah. You know? Well, it sucks, man. Two things for you. One is your question about what stadiums have been built without public funding is one we should look into more. But the United Center is the first answer. The United Center was built by Reinsdorf and Wirtz. You know, like almost entirely, the, the, the state and the city had, it did help with a little bit of infrastructure, but they found ways to, to do it by themselves. And maybe Jerry will have to do that. He might, he might end up having to do that again. There will be, it'll be a lot harder to make complaints against this if that ends up happening. You know, if, if, that, if that ends up happening. That's That'll good. remove a lot of anger about it. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot harder to do. Shane, what do you think of this whole, of, of the whole conversation around this? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, 
there are so many facets facets to the conversation because you could be located anywhere if you have a good ball club, right? And the White Sox have not had a good ball club in a very long time. And it doesn't look like currently with this developmental staff and this leadership, the ball club's going to get much better. So if you want more monetary resources for your ball club outside of immediate new ownership, put it in a place where you can access more people. I use this word often in this conversation. It's about perception. Bridgeport is not far from the South Loop. It's not. It's a 10-minute car ride, 10-minute cab ride, two stops on the red line, whatever. It's not far. You can get there from the Metro, red line, green line. Eight-minute bike ride. It's it's so easy to get to Bridgeport. But the perception of looking on a map and seeing or standing on Michigan Avenue from us looking down, we'd be able to see standing on Michigan and Lake, that's where the White Sox play. It's all about perception. If you can get something with the brand-new toy, brand-new whistle, shiny bells, whatever on it, there are going to be more people who want to go check that out. And maybe if it's still the Reinsdorf family and their minority shareholders or whatever at the time when there is a new stadium, maybe that inspires those people to spend a little bit more money. So I would love a new stadium. I like the current one. I love Bridgeport. Every time I'm looking to move, I always scope out apartments in Bridgeport first. I haven't found the right one for me, but like I love Bridgeport. But this is modernization. Good stuff, Shane. A texter says, what about drivability? It's easy to get to the current park from Southwest Burbs. It, that's true. There are a lot, a lot of suburban Sox fans who like to drive to Sox Park, tailgate, park, hang out. That will be a little bit – that'll that'll be more difficult. Uh, that'll be you, more difficult, more congested. You'll keep coming up to Dan Ryan, and then you'll get off at Lakeshore right there, and then you'll just come up another mile, and then you'll either park oh. at the convention center. You'll park – there will be parking lots. Oh, the, be a little I don't more know. Congested. The, 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 the drivability is going to be worse. It's, it's going to be a lot worse. But, but if you factor in getting off the ramp on the Dan Ryan, going up to the stadium, and then weaving in and out to either get to lot A, B, C, D, or whatever, you might add 10 more total minutes because the feed – into the parking lot uh-huh. where it will be on 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 uh, Canal and Roosevelt is much easier than the one and a half lane feed in on the 35th from the Dan Ryan. I don't, I don't like know. the feed into those lots. That's true. It is a pain in it's the It's horrible. Test. And I always go to the wrong one. Horrible. Right. And, then, and then we're talking about our, our pals over at Cork and Cork and Kerry. And a texture reminds us of McCuddy's, the saga of McCuddy's. McCuddy's was a bar. Legendary story. That was that since 1910 had been across the street from old Comiskey Park. And when they were building the new place... Babe Ruth would go there, allegedly. Oh, right? wow. All the players like back in the day would go there. Love that. So when they were building the new place, the owners of McCuddy's were psyched. And then they realized, oh, we're going to have to be moved. We're going to have to like be destroyed or whatever. And they were saying, well, no, well, we don't want that. And the governor stepped in. Governor Jim Thompson stepped in and said, look, we'll make sure you get a new place. We'll make sure we set you up in a new place nearby. And they're still waiting. So, so, so Jerry and, and they didn't take care of McCuddy's back then. I don't know if they'll take care of Billy and Cork now. Uh, Bruce texted and said, Texas and Atlanta have both had two ballparks since the rate was created. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Texas and Atlanta both were like, are they getting new? And I can't believe they are. But to Shane's point, you want to be good as a baseball infrastructure, but you need the financial infrastructure and the ballpark village to give them a budget to make you truly viable. I would have guessed more than the number are older than guaranteed rate. It doesn't feel that old. I was surprised at it. it's It's just it's a very small number of parks that are older, and three of them are untouchables. Dodger Stadium, Wrigley, and Fenway. And then all of the other ones, you'd be like, eh, that place isn't great. 
or they're moving. You know what I mean? Like Kaufman, massive renovation, yeah. and they're moving. Roger Center, currently going under a nine-figure renovation. Oakland, no longer there. Tropicana, brutal. At Angel Stadium. Dodger, That's the list. Yeah, the three untouchables. It's interesting because Dodger like, has a stately vibe that doesn't seem to age. You know, just like Mary Hart doesn't age in the first yeah, row. There's something about it. Something about it that that place just doesn't doesn't seem to age. Um, because they haven't done the massive renovation, and I don't know how much people are calling for it. But, no, that was good research. I, I, I was surprised that it was that. They have done a, res- uh, a renovation there at Dodger Stadium. At Dodger? It's beautiful. Yeah, I was there. Oh, okay. Uh, 2018 uh, is mostly like concourse and other ah. things like just for modern upkeep, My bad. upkeep, but it's it's brilliant and it's really nice. But getting in and out of there is still the as bad as it gets anywhere in baseball. And talk about a, uh, a cemetery underneath. Talk about a burial ground Ooh, underneath. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, next caller. Please. Oh, boy. Built on uh, on an awful, awful legacy. Let's displace the Mexicans. It's terrible. Just horrendous. We'll take that out of context. Well, yeah. <laughs> that would be terrible. I don't, I don't want you to do that. Don't do that. I'm saying it, that's it, what it, they it, did. It's the type of thing you shouldn't even think about Thank doing. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Danny, play for having my back. No problem. We'll, we'll <laughs> play categories in just over 20 minutes. Um, maybe a little bit more on this, but also one of the all-time minds, one of the great minds of our generation. We told you. We found Snoop Dogg talking about Caleb Williams, okay? Yeah. We have a similar... Brilliant level mind. This time talking about Justin Fields. Next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.